there will be people today in real life that if Thanos were real would want him to snap. Right. Which is crazy. Which is crazy! <laughs> Welcome to Bushwhacking, where we bushwhack. I'm Jack. And I'm Fish. And today we have a special episode for you. But before we get into it, we want to remind you to to subscribe to whatever platform you're listening to, to Bushwhacking. We are on Anchor. We are on Spotify. We are on CastBox. We're on Google Podcasts. We're even on Apple Podcasts. So please subscribe and share and comment because we want to know what you guys think about our podcast. So please do that. We want to get better. We want this to be a cohesive and wonderful bond of listener and blabbermouths. So please. <laughs> Talking to you, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's just dive straight into it. We've all had conversations of where we would want to be as in a story like you're reading a good story or watching a great movie and you're like i wish i was a jedi or i wish i was a bow wielding elf in lord of the rings or i wish i was a wizard and i'm still butthurt about not getting my letter at 11 (laughs) i still hope that it's just delayed (laughs) there's a uh there's a, a supply chain problems yeah, there's not enough owls. <laughs> the owls are going extinct. The owls are on strike. <laughs> well, th- thousands of wizards are unknown. <laughs> Don't know their true destiny. In their late 20s and <laughs> early 30s. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you, Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, what fictional universe would you want to live in and why is it Avatar The Last Airbender? <laughs> you know what? That probably is where I would want to be. <laughs> um, actually. But after thinking about this, I'm not even trying to make this conversation longer than it needs to be. But there are some serious implications about like what universe you would want to be into that I think we need to address. Absolutely. Um, because the first, like, to just answer the straight-on question, it probably would be the Avatar The Last Airbender universe. But it's kind of tough because it doesn't have a name for the world. So just the just the Earth, I guess. The, the four world. nations. The four nations. Or uh, Republic City. But to um, maybe bring this conversation to the, the nitty-gritty, yeah. would you be there if you were a non-bender? Well, see, that's the thing. Is if I could decide what kind of bender I would be, that would be a game changer. But the thing is, I feel like, let's say that these universes actually existed. Let's believe in, I believe it's called the rabbit hole theory or whatever, where basically anything, any universe that could possibly exist should exist in a never-ending, expanding universe, right? Yeah. So any fiction that we think of could possibly exist. But the same law of, did we get to decide where we were born on this earth? Or when we were born? Or what race? We didn't, we didn't have that decision. So I feel like 
that law would have to apply. Now, we'll talk about what if we could decide, but that's a tough one. So, yeah, there's different distinctions to this question. So I'm talking right now about if, if there's a portal and you go as you are right now into that world. Oh, so I'm Jack. So you're Jack in, in this world. You're not a bender. Mm-hmm. You're just regular old Jack. What would you still want to be there? Oh, yeah. But I'd have to meet Sokka. <laughs> because so, Sokka would freak out. He'd look at me and be like, or this is the future. And then that <laughs> music would be playing. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> no. Um, actually, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't thought about that. If, like I could be transported. Me, myself, Jack could be transported to a different universe. Um, I would probably, probably the Ready Player One universe. Yeah, with the Oasis. I would want something a little more secure. Because, the here's the thing. When you're a kid and you when, when you're watching Luke Skywalker cut off an arm, you wish you were him, right? Because yeah. you got the great music in the background, you're carrying your bikini-clad sister from one ship to another. <laughs> um, or you want to be Han Solo with a freaking sentient man as your pet, you know? Yeah. Like, you want that. But here is my problem when thinking about it rationally. If Han Solo existed, he would probably say that that was an extremely hard time in his life. Yeah. He was just a smuggler who got caught up in this whole thing of a religious group that was supposed to be extinct trying to stop an empire from destroying a galaxy not knowing if he was going to be alive the next day or not yeah to spend his bounty he didn't know and he he was being hunted by bounty hunters the entire time yeah what kind of nut job would want to live in a universe like that right yeah like unless whatever life they're living here in this earth is that bad i I don't see anybody in their right mind going there. Because, okay, when I was a kid, it was Harry Potter or it was being uh, in the Lord of the Rings universe. I right. want to be in that universe. As an adult, thinking about that's like, yeah, but if I was in the Lord of the Rings universe, I would want to be like probably a hobbit or an elf after the war ended, you know, <laughs> at the beginning of the Third Age. Uh, or the fourth age, excuse me. And so it would be kind of weird to be in that universe, being born all of a sudden, I'm like a Gondorian in Ausgiliath, and the orcs are invaded. You know, it's like, well, crap. Oh, no. <laughs> this is not what I wanted. All right. Or what if I was born into the Harry Potter universe instead of going to Gryffindor? Like, because everybody, like, oh, I'm Hufflepuff and I'm Gryffindor. It's like, you got that from BuzzFeed. By the way, my BuzzFeed quiz, I've taken a thousand times. I'm a Gryffindor. But who knows where the sorting hat would put me. Maybe Gryffindor is full that year. <laughs> Maybe he listed off like 20 Gryffindors before I got up there. And it's like, well... Not Slytherin, eh? Not Slytherin, eh? Better be Slytherin! <laughs> <laughs> that, would be my, that would be my luck. Yeah. So, but as a kid, you wanted to be part of the action. You wanted to be part of the fighting. 
Right. Because it sure as heck beat learning multiplication in fourth grade. Adventure. Adventure, you know? But that's the thing, is when you're an adult, those kind of realities of life kind of sink in because, one, you kind of get to see it a little bit more in real life. You've you've seen loved ones pass away, and you've seen a thing or two that you did as a kid. And so thinking about being in those universes like that would probably be hard. Yeah. But the thing is, is that because these are fictional literary universes, no book is written in peace. Right. It, it uh, makes pretty bad fiction to have everything without conflict. Exactly. And it doesn't have to doesn't necessarily have to be a violent conflict, but nobody's going to read a journal and be entertained, especially if it's a fictional journal of someone who said, Dear journal, I woke up today, life is great. Yeah. Next day, dear journal, today's <laughs> Tuesday. Life is great. Well, yeah. And so something that I see a lot when this topic is brought up is this term called post-scarcity. Um, yeah, expound on that. I don't think I've ever heard of post-scarcity. So post-scarcity is like uh, no food problems, no hunger. Okay. No uh, shortage of uh, important materials, no lumber shortage. <laughs> um, so we have everything that we need. It's a Star Trek universe where all we have to do is go out and explore. But I think something that's interesting is all of these post-scarcity worlds, they immediately go to an alien planet where there is scarcity, <laughs> right? So the, there's sort of a, a need uh, for us humans to have some sort of opposition or even scarcity to make life uh, more interesting. Yeah. You know? So like like you were saying, if everything is great all the, all the time, it's kind of boring. Yeah. And that's with stories. In life, though, like in actual life, People do want growth. However, people do want stability. And so it's not like it's not like some guy sitting at the table with his wife and be like, you know what? I think we should get divorced just to try it out. I really need some <laughs> conflict, you know, or, you know. Gotta spice things up. I should really just smoke a thousand packs, as much cigarettes in a day to induce <laughs> to induce <laughs> cancer into my lungs. Just because just I need some conflict, you know. Or I'm going to shoot somebody... And then I'm going to run away because I need some conflict. That doesn't happen in real life, you know? Although I will say there's been times when I've thought about, like, just fantasized about committing a crime just to see if I could, like, pull it off. Oh, me too. No, I, mean, I think everyone, to some degree, has thought about it. Well, I've always wanted to talk to the local police department and be like, so how's the action? Because if you're running pretty low on people to chase... I got my old car, and I just want to run around town. I want to see how quick it will be for you guys to catch me. <laughs> and then once you catch me, you let me off the hook. And you can tase me. You can rubber bullet me. You can do whatever. But once I'm in cuffs and once I'm booked, you release me and the game's over. That is I, fun. I've always thought about that because I want to see <laughs> if I would do it. And I I totally get into it. I wouldn't brandish a gun because, one, I'm not trying to get anybody hurt. But I would want to, like, a run a runaway yeah. chase. But... Once I'm caught, I want to go home. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, so in these fictional universes, especially like 
the ones that I think of are like Halo, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, um, even Ready Player One. And there's so many more, but a lot of them have a common element of war or conflict. And I don't necessarily think that they glorify war. Some elements might glorify it, but I don't necessarily think it is because you need conflict and people are drawn to the the more dire the circumstances, the greater the story can be, especially if it comes out victorious, you know? Yeah. I think there's a piece of us that wants glory. Yeah. And, and you don't get glory without overcoming great odds. Yeah, and it's amazing how watching Luke Skywalker like make peace with his dad and saving the galaxy can inspire a student to just do his homework the next day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like watching a fictional character do something that great can still not only give somebody entertainment, but it can actually inspire just people to like, you know what? I can do something like that. Um, But as far as being teleported or reborn into a universe, I have some questions. I have some like serious questions because it's like, if I were a kid, and if I were asked this question, I would be like, um, oh, Harry Potter universe. But you got to be careful what you wish for. Because do you remember Fairly Odd Parents? Yeah. There's a genie in Fairy, Fairly Odd Parents. And this genie will give you, will grant you your wish, but it will be way too literal. So if you ask for, like, if you wished for a marshmallow or something, he might give you, like, this tiny, tiny marshmallow. It's like, what? Right. It's a marshmallow. Or he might give you a marshmallow that's, like, really old, you know? Right. It doesn't matter. Your wish was granted. Classic genie. Yeah. So if I was asked, hey, what universe, what book, what movie do you want to be put into? I was like, Harry Potter. It's like, great, you're a muggle. <laughs> right. Because we didn't get to decide yeah. in this universe, well, where we were born, we didn't get to decide as far as we know. Like, maybe... Maybe we did decide to be here, but we just can't remember. And maybe that's part of the simulation. Mm. I'm just joking. (laughs) But as far as we know, we did not choose where to live. We were basically respawning at random. Yeah. Not even respawning. We were spawning and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So you asked me and I said, most likely Avatar The Last Airbender or Ready Player One Universe. What about you? Yeah, it's, it's really hard. Um, well, let's start off Yeah, when you were younger then. What universe or what did you dream of becoming as a kid that you couldn't be in this world? I did really love the Harry Potter world. I wanted to be a wizard. Mm-hmm. I, I have distinct memories of listening to Jim Dale on the audiobooks and waving around a... <laughs> an imaginary wand in triumph whenever something would happen, you know, or that's awesome. Um, what, what are you, which question are you asking? Am I going as I am? Am I a muggle in this world? Yeah, let's go as you are. Like, um, so you want, you liked Harry Potter as a kid. Uh, if you were teleported, you went through the portal and the portal took you to any fictional universe as you are as fish, where would you go? Yeah, I, I think probably Star Trek. That one I didn't think of before. Just I, I like the idea of 
exploring and adventuring Mm -hmm. um, and discovering things that are unknown. Um, And so I thought maybe like a sort of pre-discovery earth Mm -hmm. where I can go and be Lewis and Clark or something. But I, I do like the idea of being able to be beamed up whenever I, whenever there's danger, (laughs) you know, now the Star Trek, I haven't watched too much of the original Star Treks. I have watched a few of them and I've watched the first one with Captain Pike, the, the episode, not the, not the movie with Chris Pine, but the episode with Chris Pike or the one with the gargantuan, yeah, the gargantuan brain heads that can't read your mind if you're angry guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one is actually pretty interesting. I, I like that choice. One, because as a human, you still can join Starfleet. So if you wanted yeah. to join Starfleet, you can. And there's a multitude of things that can happen. Because you've got your cons. You can face con, which would be terrifying. Or you can have trouble with triples. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, there's, there's plenty of glory to be had. Yeah. And plenty of comforts and cool gadgets yeah. as well. Man. That's actually not a bad choice. Um, Although, if if I could have the powers of that universe, if I could be special in that universe, I think I I would go with uh, either Wheel of Time or Airbending, or, or you know, be, av- an air, be an Airbender. Avatar, not I know. I think I would be an Earthbender if I could choose. Okay, but any any bending, I would choose. Uh, Avatar Last Airbender or Wheel of Time. Gotcha. So I haven't read Wheel of Time. Can you explain in a spoil spoiler free way what you would be? Yeah. So their magic system is they call it weaving. Okay. Um, so there's this uh, overarching power that is the engine of the universe, um, but then there's there's five uh, sort of basic elements to that power. Um, and you weave these different strands of the power together to be able to do spells of varying degrees. And so like, if you wanted to light a fire, all you really need is a, a strand of fire and a strand of maybe some air to get it going. Now, is anybody in this universe... Uh like able to manipulate or cause magic or do you have to be like born with metaphorians or something (laughs) basically yeah you're you're sort of born with the talent or you're not gotcha um but if you're born with the talent then you can uh learn and develop the talent of these weaves and there's more complex weaves so if you're like trying to heal somebody you might do a little bit of fire to sterilize it and a little bit of air and you do a complex knot with maybe a little bit of earth in there, um, depending on what how complicated the procedure is. This is just mud. <laughs> <laughs> fire! Fire! Air! Water! <laughs> and earth! This is just mud! Um... Dang. Okay, cool. And I, I think that's cool because it's kind of bending, honestly. But uh, there's the element of studying and mm-hmm. and going and learning and discovering new weaves that might do new things. Gotcha. Um, kind of reminds me of that one 
game. It used to be one of like the first apps you could play on the original iPod. Oh, Mini you, Alchemy? Yeah. Or Little Alchemist like, or something? Yeah, something like that where you combine all the elements and yeah. you just have to put them on top of each other. And if you got a right combination, all of a sudden something would happen. Fire and water is alcohol. And then yeah. alcohol and fire is like smoke or something. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was thinking. Although a secondary choice uh would be Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. And this is Oh my goodness, so you just cracked open a can of worms <laughs> in the anime. Which is completely it's keep going. Yeah, so why Yu-Gi-Oh? I like the idea of having this game that is universally revered mm-hmm. by all peoples. Yeah. Everyone knows the rules to this game. Everyone really likes it or likes people that are good at the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if uh, even if you're not spectacular at it, if you know, if, even if you're not a superstar at it, everyone still has their like mini tavern games. Yeah, everyone plays. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, and so I I've always wanted that. Like as a kid, I wanted to create that with marbles, the marble game. You have a shooter, and yeah, <laughs> I wanted to give everyone in my class marbles, and then see how the marble economy would like naturally develop. But of course, as a kid, I didn't have enough marbles to do that. <laughs> That's interesting, because wow, yeah, there really is no universal game that everybody plays, and that's a, a point for Wheel of Time too, because they have. Uh, stones, mm-hmm. which is basically Go. <laughs> right. Um, and everyone knows how to play Go. Um, or stones. Yeah. And uh, you can always find someone playing stones at the tavern. Dang. Yeah. Um, in the wizarding world, like, the only two I can think of is like Wizard's Chest and Quidditch. And I don't think that's like the only sport that they mentioned. I'm sure maybe if you dug deeper into the Harry Potter lore, you'd find some other sport. But that's like not only the most common, but the only one that's really mentioned. And but in our world, especially with the variety of games that there are, there's like not one subgroup or right. not one main group. Because I was talking with my father-in-law the other day, and he plays video games. Says to why, and I was like, "So have you got the new Halo game?" He's like, "No, I play Battlefield 2. I was like. Dang, that's an old one, but I don't have it. <laughs> um, but we did start playing uh, Sea of Thieves together, but not everybody else plays Sea of Thieves. So you gotta like, you gotta play like Halo with some friends or Sea of Thieves with others, and yeah, and checkers with another friend. You know, like in right. That's the problem with Go. Is it's really popular in Asia, but here I can't find anybody to play with. Yeah, so that's interesting. Like, that you would choose Yu-Gi-Oh! Because I do like that unification. There's not a whole lot of violence in Yu-Gi-Oh! There's a lot of scary things. Right. And it was so hard. I actually rewatched like, the first three... Not just the first, like, two seasons of Yu-Gi-Oh! Because they're long seasons. They are long. Um, but and that's just, like, the thing with anime. is like, they just go on and on. They just pump out episodes. Yeah. And the majority of them are just, like, their inner thoughts of, Oh, no! 
he drew a Monster Reborn card. What do I do? Yeah. <clears throat> and then, like, flashback after flashback, flashback within flashback, you know? Yeah. But I know a lot of people really liked Pokemon, but I don't know if people would really want to go into that universe if they say it. Because think of how big Pokemon Go was and how quickly it vanished. I'm still playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, but who else does? My sister. <laughs> There's lots of people that still play it. I'm sure there are, but they're definitely not as many. It, yeah, it's not the phenomenon that that it once was when it first came out. Right, because there was a time where I would drive by the Provo Library. And you and see a, a horde of it people. It was a horde of people. <laughs> it wasn't just like one person walking, like running around randomly going, swiping on their phone. Right. Like it was like hordes, hordes of people. You couldn't even see the grass. There were so many people kind of thing. So I don't know if Pokemon would have gotten a, got a lot of people going. Plus, but that's not a bad one. And like you, it's not a bad one because if you wanted to be a Pokemon trainer, you can decide to be that. The problem is, you can never walk around the grass for fear of a, a magical creature attacking you. <laughs> and you can't go through the caves mm-hmm. because zoo bats are going to attack you. Yeah. Plus, it would be that would be an interesting universe to live in, knowing that like just. All these groups of 10-year-olds are just somehow living without parents <laughs> for years on end, and they're still 10 years old. Anyway, that's my beef. Did, did you answer the question about if you could choose the power? If I could choose? Like, if you were special, you, if you weren't just you. So I could be anything in any universe, fictional universe, that I want to be. Right. Does this include, like, pronouns, like... I could be Harry Potter, or I could be, or do I have to be somebody else? Well, to, yeah, to, you you have to be someone else, but you you have the special ability. Yeah, probably off the top of my head, probably either a wizard, or I would be a, a wizard in Harry Potter, or I would just want to be either a man or a hobbit after. The ring was destroyed. Yeah. Because one, the the wars and stuff that happen after the ring are far and few between. Um, there's like some destruction of like orcs, but Aragorn pretty much takes care of that with Gimli. And everybody basically just lives a peaceful life. Yeah. And the hobbits are... Well, in the movies, the hobbits really didn't know. But in the books, Sauron actually... Or Saruman actually goes to Hobbiton. And when the hobbits return to Hobbiton, Saruman is there. And they destroy him in Hobbiton. And then the hobbits know, which I think was good because they weren't in complete ignorance. They knew what Frodo and Sam were doing. Yeah. But but man, like being a hobbit would probably be the best thing in the world. <laughs> That's a good life. Yeah. Like, Just smoke some... Good shire tobacco. Yeah. Smoke some good pipe weed and um, eat salted pork every day and just, <laughs> oh my goodness. Because, and at least if you were a Baggins, like let's say if I could choose not to be Frodo Baggins, but I was like born in the Baggins wealth or something, that would be <laughs> awesome. Like Frodo goes away and Sam, I don't know. Maybe could, a took. A took. Brandy Buck. 
Brace colors and proud foot. Proud feet. <laughs> um, does does Sauron die? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm actually I'm 100% sure that he is like 100% destroyed after the ring. Mm. I'm 100% sure. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because so there really isn't like that much more evil presence. Well, there still can be. The, but Sauron was like the main evil of the world. No. Well, cuz he was the one that rebelled from the 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 canon of angels or whatever. No, no? he wasn't actually. So, I I don't Morgoth. I'm not... Morgoth was the one that rebelled at first. Uh-huh. And it's quite an interesting lore. And so, okay, I haven't brushed up on my my I need to talk to the audience really quick to let you know that when we're talking about universes in this setting of which universe we live in, we're talking mostly about, like, if you could be in that world of the story. What I'm about to introduce is the idea of a universe where the authors of said stories created multiple storylines that aren't necessarily connected. Like, a, like basically a history of a world that doesn't exist. Talking about that kind of universe. Marvel did the same thing. Marvel was one of the first ones to do it right, especially in films. Where Marvel they, cinematic yeah, universe. Exactly. Um, but J.R.R. Tolkien was way ahead of his time. Yeah. He didn't just write Lord of the Rings or just The Hobbit. Because you can argue like, well, The Hobbit is part of the storyline. Which like, yeah, it does directly correlate. But what about The Cimmerillion? The Cimmerillion right. is just basically a history book about a world that doesn't exist, but it's awesome. And so, to answer your question very briefly, Morgoth was one of the, I can't remember the exact name, but he was basically one of the heads of the creation of the Earth. And he decided, like, this is bull. I'm going to be the most powerful basically yeah um i'm paraphrasing and there's a lot more detail to why morgoth fell and what he did but he basically became the lord of darkness and he went up north and he started creating orcs corrupting the elves and sauron was one of those immortal beings that was a follower of morgoth Mm. and this is like thousands of years before lord of the rings as we know it in cinematic and the Lord of the Rings books. And like the first age, like the first age. Right. And he like basically goes to heaven and destroys it. He destroys the trees of life, um, Morgoth and then goes up North and then he is eventually killed. I can't remember by who, but he's eventually killed. Um, I think I can't remember if he's the one that had the Cimmerils or not, which were like these jewels. But anyway, he is killed and Saruman or Sauron kind of takes up the mantle. And Sauron has a weird history of like being captured and released and regaining power. Because when he was killed by uh, Isildur, he, his like spirit kind of, that's the simplest way to put it, went out east. Hmm. And he was very weak, a lot like Voldemort in Harry Potter. You know, he wasn't dead, but he was like kind of half dead. But anyway, he goes out east and then he comes back to Mordor, which didn't used to be occupied by dark forces. And then he kind of made that 
he made that his home again. Um, and then in the movies, they portray him as an eye, but really he actually does have like a body, but the ring is what gives him his full power kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And so, sorry, I geeked out on that, but like, that's what I'm talking about. Like the universe, like it's hard to geek out over a universe like Jack Ryan or something that, I guess Jack Ryan has a lot of films, but each one begins with, I can't do this. I'm an analyst. You know, (laughs) every Jack Ryan film starts off like, I'm not, I'm not an agent. I'm an analyst. And so you have the assumption that this is his first mission every single time, you know, he's at his own time loop. But I'm trying to think of like a good movie or book, but doesn't have like a sequel or like a really long timeline. It's like, it's hard to geek out over that because right. you have so much content in the world of Harry Potter and now you have like Fantastic Beasts and there are other literary things by um, J.K. Rowling that are in the Wizarding World but don't necessarily involve Harry Potter. Right. And the same thing with uh, Tolkien, lots of things about Middle Earth that don't involve Frodo or Bilbo. Right. And those are the kind of universes I love. And it's cinematic, like we said, Marvel. Because you would watch a Spider-Man film, and it doesn't tie in somehow with the Hulk. You know? Even though they're from the same Marvel comic universe, which was a thing back then. Right. But in movies, it took a long time for movies to really create that universe. Um, And I want to talk about that, maybe in a different bushwhacking, because... Yeah, that's a good question. Like, why are in-depth universes so easy to geek out about? And what's alluring about that? I think what's interesting is, like, you think about our universe, you know? We only have our world history. And unfortunately, especially in this climate, you, especially as an adult, you start to realize that history was written by people who are always going to be biased. You can take any fact and write it in a biased way. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people, like, when they learn about the history of their own countries, they kind of hate it. Yeah. You know, because now they're like, oh, like, we were horrible, you know? And you see that going, or you see that kind of polarizing in our nation where people truly believe that we were right the entire time. And you have people who believe that we were just evil from the get-go. Yeah. Um, and so people aren't as passionate about our lore, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and Some people are. Because it affects everything, like religion yeah. and science, you know? Think about it. They go all the way back to our roots, and people are arguing over the storyline, you mm. know? But what's easier is it a universe that's not real that's fictional you can just focus on the cool things you can focus on the Cimmerils and you can focus on the rings of power and the crazy fact that the first three rings made by Celebrimbor were uncorrupted by Sauron and it was only the rings of the dwarves and the rings of the men that were actually corrupted by Sauron but the dwarves were too greedy to be corrupted by the rings because they were already corrupted by themselves now when you're talking <laughs> about like the Moors invading Spain then it becomes a little touchy because <laughs> <laughs> when you're talking about the dwarves being corrupted there's not some dwarf in real life that's bearing an axe being like hey that was my that was my great grandfather you know it's like 
No, he wasn't, because you're not real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, I think that's one of the things, is maybe we love going into these universes, not only because we're trying to escape our world, but also because it focuses on the exciting parts. Right. The spells, or the crazy adventures that always have a good ending, even though there is still loss along the way, there's a good ending. We don't know our ending. (laughs) <laughs> Which is a little exciting. Yeah. Uh, there, so maybe we should stop talking about what universe we want to live in and try to fix our own universe. I think that's a line from Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's, uh, oh, it's in the movie, it's Halliday who says reality is real and it's the only place you can get a good meal, but it's actually Og who says it in the book. Right. Um, and I always got mad about that because Og is my favorite character by far. Og is... They don't do him very much justice in the movies. Mm-mm. No, they don't. Um, I think they didn't cast... Here, half a life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, we'll talk about Ready Player One because I have... I have... Some beef. I have some beef with the movie. Yeah. It's a good movie on its own, but when you compare it to the book, it's not, it's not good. Did you finish the second one? Not yet. In fact, I think... My wife returned to the library. Oh, no. <laughs> I got a little caught up with school and all that. Did you get to the first age stuff? Not yet. So oh, don't, okay. don't. I won't spoil anything. So to kind of wrap it up, though, like, what do you think our goals would be there? Like, in this universe, like, I would. So I believe in two basic principles. One, we wouldn't get to decide. If we we're born into a new universe, that was fictional, all of a sudden created real. I believe in two principles. One, we wouldn't be able to choose when or where we're born into this universe. The other one, though, I do believe that we would have agency, meaning that we would we wouldn't like be born evil. We wouldn't be born a Death Eater, you know? Yeah. Or born an orc. Because orcs are technically corrupted elves from a long time ago. So like you would get to decide on your goals and what you would want to do. And because you kind of have this assumption of like, well, if you're born a wizard, you're gonna, you're gonna fight against Voldemort. You're going to fight for good. And it's like, but would we, you might be uh, a little tempted by their philosophy. Yeah. Like if I was a non bender, would Amon in avatar be appealing to me? Right. The whole anti bender movement. Yeah. And so that's kind of something that's like, would we would we really have the morals we think we do? Because when we're looking at that fictional universe, we're looking at it from a top down. Mm. We see who's bad and who's good. And we see whose fate is decided in a good and bad way and who gets the reward and who dies and all that. Yeah. You know, it's it's that's when the villain is compelling is when you sort of agree with their philosophy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so Amon from uh, The Legend of Korra is a, a good example because he's a little bit right. Yeah. Um, and then his methods are just wrong. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Thanos. I, I There's a whole movement online about how Thanos is right. Which is crazy because there will be people today in real life that if Thanos were real would want him to snap. Right. 
Which is crazy. Which is crazy. Because <laughs> it's like your assumption of like, there's, they made a whole movie of where that's the wrong decision, but there are people that would, that would believe that that's the right choice. There are literally people fighting for a different ending of a fictional universe and they wish it was real. And it's like, if we're born into that universe, we might very well become a Death Eater. We have we would have that agency to choose good or bad, but we'd be in a maze, not knowing where the end is, and we would very well be able to be subject to all the opinions of all of the philosophies of that world, which are vast in their own. Right, like Lord of the Rings, I probably would have been, I probably would have joined the Dark Forces because I wouldn't want to be killed. You know, right? They were powerful in Lord of the Rings. Voldemort might very well be persuasive. Or Grindelwald. Yeah. Like his... Oh my goodness, Grindelwald. The greater good. Yeah, Grindelwald. I, I want to do what's for the greater good. Yeah. And he's extremely persuasive. Voldemort just gets... Nagiri. <laughs> Dinner. <laughs> Give me a hug, Malfoy. <laughs> and yeah, I kind of... I don't know. That's just... It's interesting because we talk about as a kid, and I I didn't mean it to be like this deep and like not, I'm not trying to discourage imagining yourself in these universes because it's cool, you know? Yeah. It really is cool. But, I mean, I don't want to be an Alderaan when it blows up. (laughs) No? There's just all these horrible things that could happen, but we wouldn't know it. And the reality is, if if you're born into this universe, you're probably just going to be some farmer that never even sees a a flying beast of any sort of kind or any yeah. any drama you're just a farmer you may not even be on the page or on the screen or even on the cast list right and that's kind of how it feels like on earth today but i'm completely fine with that i don't want to be on the i yeah. want to be on the news at on for anything I'm in happy this with day that. and age i am totally content with that but the great thing is is that i while we don't get to decide our circumstances we do get to have some leeway, uh, at least what direction we're headed, you know, in our lives. And in those universes, sure, we could. But I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but just... (laughs) (laughs) To sum up, we like Avatar, Last Time the Universe. We like Star Trek. We like Lord of the Rings. We like Harry Potter. Those are all good choices. Those are all good choices. They're very generic, right? But any universes that you listeners thought that we should have shed light on or any that you would want to live in, let us know in the comments. You can even actually leave us a voice message on Anchor if you wanted to. And we would love to hear what you think and what universe you would want to live in. And we want to hear why. And play along with us. Decide if you could decide to be a Jedi or a Mandalorian, or if you were just born an actual poor farm boy on Tatooine with no midichlorians. <laughs> <laughs> like which where would you wanna where would you wanna be? And Naboo. Naboo. <laughs> oh my gosh, being a Gungan or <laughs> Oh my goodness. That would be bad. Anyway, thank you for listening to this bushwhack. We will return again on this topic of universes very soon because we still need to talk about that. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. Thank you so much. 
I am Jack. And I am Fish. And you all have a wonderful day.